Sean Paul, you know, from the Dutch Cup, you know. Check this. I'd say to punky, the punky girl, me she say that you want me, you want me, and it no matter what your man I say, man I say, cause you know so that we are filling up one day. I'd say to punky, the punky girl, me she say that you want me, you want me, and it no matter what your man I say, man I say, cause you know so that we are forget together one day. Yo, come and sit down and I watch it every day. Yeah, I'm a no so that you won't come away. Yeah, say your boyfriend, I treat you like Jay. Woman, you know, say that you should have there with me. You know, your man, I play. I'm a promise, and me never make you baller. Anytime you want me, take your shopping at the mall. Once that to me, make it your cellular for call. Leave it up to me, you wouldn't worry, none at all. I'd text you, punky. But punky, girl, me sister, say that you want me. You want me, and it no matter what your man, I say. Man, I say, cause you know, so that we are filling up one day. I'd text you, punky. Funky, girl, me she say that you want me You want me, and it no matter what your man I say Man I say, cause you know, say that we are feeling up one day A Tego Calder le gusta entre tres Pero si somos tú y yo, yo estoy conforme No quiero más ninguna, yo estoy pa' usted Y como te guste, va a ser mujer Oye, me voy le estoy sin pensado Solo grítame y el negro aparece Por ti subo una jalda De mí nadie te salva de espalda Sin camisa cien digris I'd say punky Me punky Girl me say that you want me You want me And it no matter what your man I say Man I say Cause you know say that we are filling up one day I'd say punky Me lady Girl me say that you want me Me baby And it no matter what your man I say Man, I say, cause you know, so that we are feeling up one day. Let's say, you see that, cause you fuck your mother, love, 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 Understand that a man is just a man that's a dirty, dirty love. I'm still in love with you, boy. That's a love from the start, but you know we're at the part. That's the way I get my love. I'm still in love. Yes, I'm still in love. What a man gotta do. What a man gotta do. It's a bling bling for all the girl When I dance to love it when me fling fling control the girl And I make your head swirl And I make your body twirl And I make you wanna be my one and only baby girl Night after night make you feel love to keep you warm Girl you never get this kind of loving from your bond I know you want your cats and me just can't perform I love you baby Until you get the little loving and we gone You don't know how to love me Time for no kissing and chow even how to kiss me oh, I do my take a little heart by star Player and 
you know I'm not to stay at that dirty, dirty love. I'm still in love with you, boy. So girl, I try to understand that the man is just a man. That's a dirty, dirty love. I'm still in love with you, boy. Just love it from the start, but you know we're out to part. That's the way I get my love. Good morning to all our listeners around the world logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It's Friday, July 8th, Feature Friday. Today, we are going to be hearing the songs of Dottie Cop, Sean Paul. Plus, we also have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series coming up with DJ Indu. Gotta say thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, that's M-I Media Moments. On Instagram, it's Moments underscore with underscore me, and that's M-I underscore media and subscribe to the youtube channel moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell hope you all had a wonderful week productive week whatever you had planned i hope you were able to accomplish it not sure what you have planned for the weekend but whatever it is I hope it will include some fun and some rest. If you have to work, no worries. Just log on to JanoRadio.com or QMZRadio.com. There's always music and good entertainment. Always a great vibe to get you through. Well, I'm a and a player and you know I'm not to stay Not sure where you are in the world. I'm here in South Florida. It's a beautiful day, I must say. Great day for the beach, 84 degrees Fahrenheit. Not too bad. Let's see what it's going to climb up to. Wherever you are, just enjoy yourselves.
morning once again to everyone logged on to qmzradio.com johnnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens and here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news shinzo abe shooting news japan shocked after xpm dies west wants to defeat russia on battlefield let them try says putin no sign of rain as citizens despair as drought devastates Somalia. Cracking down on the human trafficking of women in Iraq. How was Johnson forced to resign? And what happens next? In news out of North America, Highland Park is in mourning. As report says, shooting suspect's father wants son to serve long sentence. Chauvin gets 21 years for violating Floyd's civil rights. New report details missed chances to stop Uvalde shooting. Jazane Maxwell appeals sex trafficking conviction and sentence. Woman accused of killing elite cyclist used passport that belonged to someone closely associated with her to flee to Costa Rica, authorities are saying. And Biden to sign executive order on Friday, today, aimed at safeguarding abortion rights. In business and tech news, Apple users will soon be able to pay for gas from inside their car using CarPlay. Mortgage rates see largest decline since 2008. In health and science news, a Florida town under quarantine following invasion of giant African snails that cause meningitis. California to make its own low-cost insulin, the governor says. In sports news, NBA player gives generous tip to Applebee's waitress in Texas. In the Caribbean corner, out of Haiti, one year since President's killing, where do things stand? And we turn to Jamaica for the remaining stories out of the Caribbean corner. Fingers pointed at public officials in gun importation. PNP needs to reclaim uh, N.W. Man Manley's vision, which is Norman Washington Manley's division, says Golding. Highest honor bestowed and Jamaica among cheapest places in Caribbean to live for expatriates. And believe it or not, stories a man who killed a postal worker over failed stimulus checks <laughs> is facing life in prison. Uh, Kanye West on the entertainment scene appoints sneaker designer Stephen Smith as head of Donda Industrial Design amid Adidas beef. We're going to have the details of these stories after a little more from Sean Paul. Thank you for joining me for Hashtag Feature Friday. Also coming up later on, we have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. Today's DJ is DJ Indu of JanoRadio.com. Well, them have some boy who go like them a girl star. Them get caught. Yeah, we look like them boy, them are not too sharp. Them draw now. They don't know, so right now, Black Shadow and Shadow Paul left them in the dark. Don't say, yeah. Two weeks, they give me the light and pass the Joe. The girl, them log on for a flow. <laughs> hey, you want me to send a rude boy? The girl, them don't want to fry us, not connivers. Watch out, mama, talk to her. Girl, it is on a four o'clock in the morning. I've been watching you shake that thing. Man, them a try, them a get denied. Cause I'm gonna take that thing. 
credit is mine A long time me a line up on my wire you for cheat that thing Y'all let my round I try take your crown Enough of them just eat that thing Think away you got it Where you get it from my mouth your mama give you fat Coming like a champion of a rip on the track Y'all look how you hot it Well what and slap that from the front hand to the back deck From the bed hand to the mat deck Tear up the blows and pull out the bands and pop off the panty Energy dead enough so give me the buff and don't can me Baby put it on me Right I know you make the dirty dap I feel on it Them not gon' feel violate if you accelerate Wanna day, them why you infiltrate Woman them why you tear down them wall and them gates in the year well Woman them wanna coot From an ambush where you are You fit tell that fit tear off your suit Them no wanna do it Whenever in the mood and them no one A little boy with no girl attitude well And I nothing for we either In the girl them pathway man a slide And a glide is a natural thing for we collider Be doom argument leg for divider Get you right Woman no wanna bait Them no gon' feel violate if you accelerate Wanna dead, the more you're in full day But the more you're in full day, you're in the two shots They don't know so right now, black shadow and shadow Paul left them in the dark Two are we, so give me the lights and pass the Joe The girl them lock on power flow Hey, you and me, I said a rude boy The girl them don't want to fry us like an iPod Watch out, I'm a talk to her Give them the big moon, shadow and fall up in the air What we tell them for the truth Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. <laughs> 
Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and subscribe to the YouTube channel moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell and the me in everything is MI. Hope we can get you ready for the weekend. It is Feature Friday and we are playing the songs of Dotty Cop, Dotty Rock, however you want to call him, the one and only Sean Paul. International recording reggae artist. One thing about him, he's going to stay true to his roots. Regardless of the genre that he's in or he's you're gonna hear him in, it's the same Shanda Paul. Remember, coming up later on, we have the Friday Mix Summer Party series with DJ Indo and coming up, international news. Now it's time for us to get into the details. Sad news coming out of Japan. Uh, Shinzo Abe, or Abe, I'm not sure how his last name is pronounced, but um, Japan is shocked after ex-Prime Minister dies. Uh, Japan's longest-serving Prime Minister has died after being shot in the city of Nara while campaigning for a parliamentary election. Police say they arrested a 41-year-old man who allegedly shot him with a handmade gun. Incumbent Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said he had no words after the fatal shooting, which he described as a barbaric act. The attack has stunned Japan while world leaders reacted to his death with shock. And sadness. In a telegram to his family, Putin called him an outstanding statement, statesman who had done a lot to develop good neighborly ties between the countries. Japan has struggled with shock and sadness, trying to come to terms with the assassination in a nation where firearms are strictly regulated and political violence extremely rare. President Vladimir Putin has challenged the West to try and defeat Russia on the battlefield and said Moscow's intervention in Ukraine marked a shift to a multipolar world. The Russian leader said on Thursday that Russia had barely gotten started in terms of its war in Ukraine and dared the West to try to defeat it in warfare, while also insisting that Moscow was still open to the idea of peace talks. In a hawkish speech on Thursday to parliamentary leaders more than four months into Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, Putin said the prospects for any negotiation would grow dimmer the longer the conflict dragged on. Today, we hear that they want to defeat us on the battlefield. What can you say? Let them try, Putin said. We have heard many times that the West wants to fight us to the last Ukrainian. This is a tragedy for the Ukrainian people, but it seems that everything is heading towards this, he said. Russia has accused the West of waging a proxy war against it by hammering the Russian economy with sanctions and stepping up the supply of advanced weapons to Ukraine. But while boasting that Russia was just getting into its stride in terms of the war, Putin also referred to the possibility of negotiations. Everyone should know that, by and large, we have not started anything yet in earnest, he said. 
At the same time, we don't reject peace talks. But those who reject them should know that the further it goes, the harder it will be for them to negotiate with us. Putin said it was obvious that Western sanctions were creating difficulties, but not at all what the initiators of the economic blitzkrieg against Russia were counting on. Putin's comments were the first reference to diplomacy in many weeks after repeated statements from Moscow that negotiations with Kiev had totally broken down. <laughs> okay, world, brace yourselves. You're going to have to make a choice. Either we're going to stand down or fight to the very end. Fighting to the very end seems detrimental for Ukraine and the rest of the world by and at large. So not sure what the best decision is, but I will say, please do something, have some sort of negotiation, because even though we might not be directly impacted in terms of um, loss of life, we are being affected. Cost of living is getting out of hand pretty much, right? Uh, We had out to Somalia for our next story. The UN says nearly 7.1 million Somalis, almost half of the country's population, face acute levels of food insecurity. The Horn of Africa country is experiencing its worst drought in four decades, according to the government and United Nations, with nearly a quarter of a million people facing starvation. Most Somalis are pastoralists, relying on their livestock for food, But according to the UN, about 3 million livestock animals have perished due to the continuing drought and more than 805,000 people have been displaced. Nearly 7.1 million Somalis, almost half of the population's country, let that sink in their saying, is facing food insecurity and they are calling on global efforts to help ease the situation. Cracking down on the human trafficking of women in Iraq, a special police unit in Baghdad is dedicated to bringing the perpetrators of human trafficking to justice. The trafficking of young women for prostitution is a problem across the world, but in Iraq it has reached such proportions that a special police unit in Baghdad is now dedicated to bringing the perpetrators to justice. When I saw this story earlier, I must tell you what came to mind. Here in the Western world, um, we like to say that when women are raped, it has a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, has a lot to do with the way they are dressed. Well, the women in Iraq don't dress the way we dress in the Western world, and yet they still fall victim. There is still prostitution, there is still trafficking, there is still rape. So let us put aside the idea that the way we dress is an invitation okay at this point i just have to say in my opinion it is just a sickening behavior that's it because the women there are covered from head to toe hijabi and the long flowing garments that cover their very ankles you don't know what they look like you only see their eyes in some cases you don't even see their face at all But there is still the desire, the lustful desire to impose upon their freedom. How was Johnson forced to resign and what happens next? 
Britain's leader Boris Johnson has been forced by his own team to resign as head of his Conservative Party, but he will remain Prime Minister until a successor is elected. We spoke about this yesterday, but for those persons who missed it. So, um, yes, in political affairs, he will remain Prime Minister until a successor is elected. And that successor, if we remember, will be elected, chosen and elected by the Queen. All right. Analysts say that Johnson's modus operandi never changed despite the recent upheavals that saw more than 50 ministers and aides resign before he gave into the pressure to step aside following a string of scandals. Johnson's time in office is ending as it started, with chaos and breaking conventions. From the illegal proper... Pro- prorogation sorry for messing that word up from the illegal prorogation of parliament to the pandemic it has been a tumultuous three years in uk politics alexandra meekin lecturer in politics at the university of leeds told al jazeera johnson achieved his primary policy goal which was removing the uk from the european union and ending years of parliamentary stalemate but families bereaved during the pandemic will struggle to see his tenure as a success overall she said furthermore his treatment of uk conventions and institutions may have caused long-term damage to our unwritten constitution and lost the trust of the british people in their governing system said meekin In the past few days, Johnson had come under immense scrutiny with a string of resignations since Tuesday, including that of Chancellor of the Exchequer Rishi Sunak and Health Secretary Sajid Javid, two of the most pivotal members of Johnson's cabinet. Both called upon the Prime Minister to step down over his handling of the case of a senior official accused of sexual misconduct. The events that transpired are unprecedented in the recent history of British politics. Stephen Elster, reader in British politics at Newcastle University, told Al Jazeera. And those are our stories from the international scene. We're going to take another little music break. And when we return, it is news out of North America. For now, here is some more from Sean Paul. I don't see you again. We go so then. Sometimes I hear you calling out my name. And I can hear you deep down in my brain. If I'm a fool, I only got myself to blame. Self to blame. Self to blame. But I can see the sign cause I'm not blind. Although you're not mine from time to time. I got to make you know you are my sunshine. My sunshine. My sunshine. I love you, baby, but then I love me back. Why? You drive me crazy, can you figure me that blind? You make me high, I just can't deny. Double potential, I fill up in a higher night. Just give me the privilege and run away, your man. I got the plan to make you turn on. Baby, just believe me, come my word is my bond. Sometimes I think I hear you, but I'm hearing wrong, girl. Sometimes I hear you calling out my name. And I can hear you deep down in my brain. If I'm a fool, I only got myself to blame. Self to blame. Me llama. Night and day. Que quiere de nuevo en mi cama. Wow, 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And the me in everything is MI. It is Feature Friday, and we are playing the songs of Sean Paul, international recording reggae dance hall artist. Coming up after this, it is news stories out of North America. Stay tuned. Baby, you know I don't wanna waste no time Baby girl But it don't take nothing to say you're mine again I wanna take all the time that I got with you I can change your mind My girl, I'm on it Giving you till the morning time I make you want it
Thank you so much once again to everyone who is tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. And now it is time for stories out of North America. Highland Park is in mourning, as report says, shooting suspect's father wants son to serve long sentence. This story comes to us courtesy of WSVN and CNN. The community of Highland Park, Illinois, is in mourning days after a gunman opened fire, killing seven and wounding dozens more. As the suspect's father revealed in an interview with the New York Post that he wants his son to serve a long prison sentence. Yellow barricade tape stretched down the sidewalks along Central Avenue, the main route for the 4th of July parade that was shattered by gunfire. Authorities said the gunman fired a semi-automatic rifle from a business rooftop at crowds before fleeing the scene. Robert E. Crimer III, who is 21 years old and was arrested later Monday in connection with the shooting in suburban Chicago, admitted to authorities he was the gunman. Prosecutors alleged Wednesday during a court hearing where a judge denied Crimo bond. He faces seven counts of first-degree murder and a sentence of life in prison if convicted. Illinois abolished capital punishment in 2011. I want a long sentence, the suspect's father said. That's life. You know you have consequences for actions. He made a choice. He did not have to do that. Crimo will face additional charges for those he wounded, along with the murder charges already filed, Lake County State's attorney Eric Reinhardt said. It is vital to the healing of this community that every single victim receives justice. I'm not hearing his father um, taking any accountability for his son's actions. Um, yeah. He just wants to know that his son serves a long sentence and realize that there are consequences for our decisions and our actions. But, um, Robert, let me say this to you, the father. You facilitated the act by signing, sponsoring him to get those weapons. You facilitated the act by making him feel entitled. And why I say that is, as stories read earlier this week, when police were called out to the home back in 2019 because the son was threatening um, to commit suicide and kill those in the home, and the police came there and they removed some 16-plus weapons, um, knives and swords to be exact, you, the father, the same day, got them back from the police because you, you claimed them as your own. In 2020 and 2021, when he was not able to acquire the weapons, the high-powered weapons on his own, you sponsored him. A well-thinking parent would not do that, especially given the fact that police were called out to the home before. So do not remove yourself from the situation. It would be good to hear you step, and step up and say you know something. 
I accept responsibility for fostering my son's behavior. Because you do have a say in it. If he does, good morning. Good morning, Javette. If he does that, then he may face charges as well. So he's going to keep quiet. <laughs> so loyalty has an expiration date, even as, as it relates to your children, right? As it relates to family. Oh, I will go with you this far, but no further. I love you, but I really don't love you that much. That's the message, Javette. For fear of being incriminated in some way, shape, or form himself. He can't afford to lose his luxurious lifestyle. So instead, pin it all on his son. I have to think about what I would do. <clears throat> because I always teach my daughter about consequences. But I know that if I thought she had one ounce of crazy, I wouldn't buy her a weapon. I, w I wouldn't sign for her to get a weapon. I wouldn't use the excuse that the weapon is mine. You know, my daughter has a taser right now I bought for her, for her protection. Now she tased someone and they get hurt. Oh, well for them. But that's not going to kill anybody. Hopefully not. As long as a person, is, <clears throat> excuse me, as long as the person does not have a pacemaker in their heart, right? But she's only supposed to use it if somebody's attacking her. Exactly. Not going out to just tase people all willy nilly. Right. But you understand your daughter's headspace, and as you said, you would not, <clears throat> excuse me, give something to her, knowing that there is an issue with her mentally. You wouldn't do that. A federal judge on Thursday sentenced Derek Chauvin to 21 years in prison for violating George Floyd's civil rights, telling the former Minneapolis police officer that what he did was simply wrong and offensive. U.S. District Judge Paul Magnuson sharply criticized Chauvin for his actions on May 25, 2020, when he pinned Floyd to the pavement outside a Minneapolis corner store for more than nine minutes as he lay dying. I really don't know why you did what you did, Magnuson said. To put your knee on a person's neck until they expired is simply wrong. Your conduct is wrong and it is offensive. Magnuson, who presided over the federal trial and convictions of three other officers at the scene earlier this year, blamed Chauvin alone for what happened. Chauvin was by far the senior officer on the scene and rebuffed questions from one of the officers about whether Floyd should be turned on his side. You absolutely destroyed the lives of three young officers by taking command of the scene, he said. Even so, Magnuson's sentence was at the low end of the 20 to 25 years, called for in a plea agreement in which he will serve the federal sentence. At the same time, he serves his 22 and a half year sentence on state charges of murder and manslaughter. Because of differences in parole eligibility in the state and federal systems, it means that Chauvin will serve slightly more time behind bars than he would have on the state sentence alone. 
He will also do his time in the federal system where he may be safer and may be held under fewer restrictions than in the state system. Chauvin's attorney, Eric Nelson, had asked for 20 years, arguing that Chauvin was remorseful and would make that clear to the court. But Chauvin, in brief remarks, made no direct apology or expression of remorse to Floyd's family. Instead, he told the family that he wishes Floyd's children all the best in their life and that they have excellent guidance in becoming good adults. Wow. What? (sighs) What? (laughs) Yes. Wow. But here's the thing, Javette, that I don't understand. Why? What's the term concurrently when you're serving both terms at the same time? No, he needs to serve the 22 and a half, then serve the 20. Because for him not having any remorse means that he does not care. And if given the opportunity, he'd probably do it again. Isn't that what concurrent means? You serve it at the same time. Back to back. Back to back. Hold on. Let me double check that because that's why I wanted to know what does concurrent mean. So let's. Out of order. You there? My my English is off today. Okay. Existing, happening, or done at the same time. So I was right. I was right. He's serving them at the same time. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it means. Concurrent means that they put it together. So it's not 40 years or 50 years. He's just going to serve the 20 and be eligible for parole um if i don't know what remember what state it's in but this is in the what was minneapolis minnesota yeah um maybe 85 percent of the time sometimes 60 depends on their their um legislation Hmm. but he should be serving it consecutively that's what i would say especially after having no remorse that statement alone lets you know where his mind frame has always been. Yeah. And and out of it, it also makes us know that he was deliberate and intentional in his actions. So why should he be serving yeah. them concurrently? To, do do your not. do your 22 and a half and then do another 20. As a matter of fact, let me tack on a couple more. Do 25 more because you are not regretful at all. No, and the way to me that that just sounds like he looks down upon the race itself. Yes. Um, his wife was of uh, Asian descent, yes. I believe. Yes. Um, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. On that. <laughs> but wait, moment. Yes. Did you read that the judge said that he? messed up three other officers lives yes like they didn't have a mind of their own exactly you absolutely destroy the lives of three young officers by taking command of the scene and here's the thing javed if i remember well from that video there was an um there was a nurse sorry dressed in she was not in uniform she was a bystander and was it a nurse or an emt probably an emt if i'm one of the two, whichever, but someone who works in the health services, right? They were there and they, as a bystander, and they were trying to approach Chauvin because they're pointing out, you need to stop. And one of them, I can't, I think it's the Asian looking one. It was the Asian one. Right. That backed her off. Other people stepped up wanting to help. They ran them. So 
he didn't destroy their lives. They made a choice of their own. They could have dragged Chauvin off of the man if they cared themselves. But they didn't. So they are just, what's the word, culpable? They are just as culpable as he is. I'm sorry. Teflon, I sent you the invite. I'm not sure why. Okay, don't tell me. Let me know if you got it. I sent you the invite. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, why are you saying he destroyed them? We are all accountable for our actions. When we stand before our maker, you think he's going to ask us about everybody else? He's asking us about us. They themselves could have called in to authorities and say, hey, listen, he's not listening to us. He's not allowing us to help. Um, and at least they could have in some way protected themselves. CYA, rule of life, cover your ass. Um, a police officer armed with a rifle watched the gunman in the Uvalde Elementary School massacre walk toward the campus but did not fire while waiting for permission from a supervisor to shoot, according to a sweeping critique released on Wednesday on the tactical response to the May tragedy. Some of the 21 victims at Robb Elementary School, including 19 children, possibly could have been saved on May 24 had they received medical attention sooner while police waited more than an hour before breaching the fourth grade classroom. A review by a training center at Texas State University for active shooter situations found. The report is yet another damning assessment of how police failed to act on opportunities that might have saved lives in what became the deadliest school shooting in the U.S. since the slaughter at Sandy Hook Elementary School in 2012. A reasonable officer would have considered this an active situation and devised a plan to address the suspect, read the report, published by the university's Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training Program. Authors of the 26-page report said their findings were based off a video taken from the school, police body cameras, testimony from officers on the scene, and statements from investigators. The report is one of multiple fact-finding reviews launched in the aftermath of the worst school shooting in Texas history. A committee formed by Texas legislators has also interviewed more than 20 people, including officers who were on the scene behind closed doors for several weeks. On Wednesday, the committee said Uvalde County Sheriff Ruben Nolasco has refused to meet with them and sent a letter trying to compel his testimony. Nolasco did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment. Um, what is he going to say, really? Except that he failed. He failed in poor judgment. He failed in his authority. And I wonder... Was his refusal to react in a timely fashion, in an, uh, an appropriate fashion, deliberate? At this point, you don't know what to think about what's going through people's minds. Every day, every day, I hear something new about this tragedy. And it just, I, I don't even know what to say because... You would think that with all what's going on in the world, that these officers had some type of training 
for situations like this. And it, it just seemed like everywhere you turn, they failed. Yeah. And it, 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 it makes no sense to me. It really does. Failed. That's all he needs to put in that email. I failed. I failed my community. I failed the police force. But most importantly, I failed the families and the lives of those, those children who lost their lives. Face the consequences. And, and one of the adults, her husband is an officer. Wow. And they wouldn't allow him to, he wanted to break through and go in and they wouldn't allow him in. But why, why wouldn't he go in? The, the mother drove 40 miles and went in. Because they all seem to have been waiting for the captain to give them their, uh, what's the word? I don't even know what the word is. The authority or, or you know, the say-so, the but, okay. But let me ask you, Javette, and you know, I probably should ask Otada this question. At what point do you put aside your position and go save your family? Um, I, w I was in the matrix earlier. I couldn't, I barely heard what you were saying moments, but it sounded like the first part I heard that there was an officer that saw the gunman walking in and did nothing. Right. And then Javette was oh. just mentioning that one of the officers, his wife was a victim in the school. So my question is, at what point do you remove yourself as an officer and be a husband okay um well let me address the first part um it will actually address the second part as well second okay. third question um from the moment that that officer saw someone walking in with a high-powered rifle in this day and time since sandy hook he should have been dropped right then and there no questions asked with all the training that i received all the updates from my time in law enforcement, that guy should have been dead, period. At, at least, if not dead, he should have been um, confronted right then and there. There's no questions asked about that. That officer is primarily the sole responsible party in what happened because he had the chance, he had the opportunity, he had the wherewithal to stop what was going to happen. Whether he knew it or not, he should have addressed this, the subject period right and there's been many many training classes many um fbi da agencies all over the country that have gone to law enforcement agencies and taught um law enforcement officers um advanced training in order to stop this kind of issue and i know this firsthand because i've taken those um active shooter building clearings um school shooter classes all those scenarios. So if you see someone walking into a school with a weapon and you don't see any kind of identification on them as an officer or whatever, even the officers you still approach. Period. Yeah. And waiting for command staff to give you the go ahead, that shows the incompetence of the entire agency. The entire agency. Because as as a human being, as somebody with that has training, somebody has the, the minimum of civilian can say, hey, this doesn't look right and acted on it. 
<sighs> so that officer who was waiting the officer and i'm speaking about the officer now who whose wife worked at the school and ended up losing her life is it that he was torn between a rock and a hard place waiting on authorities to tell him what to do i'm sorry i'm taking I, i'm going in if a mother could drive 40 miles and come or be arrested on the spot talks her way out of getting the handcuffs removed from her walk into their wild active shooter is in there and grab her children and walk back out why didn't he go behind her and say okay let me go get my wife i'm sorry to tell you we um in law enforcement we had a saying um i'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six Ooh. i'd rather for the, i'd rather for them to have judged me later on because the, the kids are what you have to protect yeah they, the old saying is, you know, Whitney says it. The kids are our future. If the the kids are dead, who's our future? Exactly. You got to protect them. They they have no one to protect them. They can't protect themselves. So it's up to us. And as law enforcement, you do everything you can. I mean, adults, you you kind of on your own. You know, you can protect yourself, but you lay it down for the kids. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. Whether they're you're in the nah. matrix again. You're in the matrix again. But sorry, I'm driving. That's sorry. I figured. <laughs> I heard the background. Yeah, I figured. You, you forget about yourselves. Give the children a chance. Ghislaine Maxwell has appealed her sex trafficking conviction and 20-year prison sentence for facilitating the abuse of underage girls by disgraced U.S. financier Jeffrey Epstein. The appeal was filed on Thursday, nine days after her sentencing by U.S. Circuit Judge Allison Nathan in Manhattan. After a month-long trial, a U.S. jury in December convicted Maxwell on five charges, including sex trafficking of minors, finding that she had recruited and groomed four girls for abuse by Epstein, then her boyfriend between 1994 and 2004. Maxwell's lawyers had argued that she was unfairly scapegoated for for Epstein's crimes. Is it Epstein or Epstein? Whichever one. Doesn't matter. Getting his name right doesn't really matter. But Nathan and Maxwell played an instrumental role in the abuse and had caused incalculable damage to the victims. At her sentencing in June, Maxwell called meeting Epstein the greatest regret of my life. But prosecutors had argued that Maxwell made her own choices and said that she had expressed a little remorse for her participation in what Nathan called a horrific scheme to entice, transport, and traffic underage girls, some as young as 14, for sexual abuse by and with Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell, the daughter of the British media powerhouse, Robert Maxwell, could be imprisoned into her late 70s. She has been jailed for two years at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, New York. Maxwell's appeal was anticipated and her lawyers have said that her conviction was tainted because the evidence did not prove her guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Prosecuting attorneys took too long to indict her and one of the jurors failed to mention that he had been sexually abused as a child. Nathan rejected those arguments in April, and it is not clear what issues with the verdict Maxwell and her legal team plan to bring forward. <laughs> 
Maxwell's lawyers also have argued that jail officials did not allow Maxwell to adequately prepare for the trial and that the guidelines Nathan used to decide her sentence should have been different. The appeals process will most likely last several months. Um, let me ask a question. What goes through the mind of a woman for her to agree to trafficking other young girls? What's really going through your mind that you would think it's okay to traffic underage girls to be sexually exploited. Now, you say you regret having met um, Epstein. But when he came to you with a proposition, why didn't you leave right away? You weren't married to him. And even if you were, look him in the face and say you're sick to even have those thoughts. Leave him. You chose to stay with this person and you chose to join him and help him carry out his acts. So what are you trying to say? You regret having met him? Huh? Okay, you regret having met him, but what about regretting having done what you did? You knew full well. Nobody held a gun to your head. And even then, you have a choice to make. You have a choice. But no, you were enjoying the life much too much. Not that you came from a life of poverty because you're the daughter of the British media powerhouse, Robert Maxwell. So you weren't suffering by any means at all. So it's not that, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to take what I can so I can improve my life and bail out myself out of a poverty-stricken situation. No. You're from a well-to-do situation. You made this choice. For what? And then you're going to appeal it? What's the point? Sit down and serve your time. Those young girls, 14, four, am I right, 14? Yeah, as young as 14 years old. You held them hostage. You transported and trafficked these girls. If I'm not mistaken, weren't they taken to some island in the Bahamas or some remote island? But not to go off on a tangent, or what about the people who also indulge in the sexual um, exploitations, who went to these private locations and had sex with these underage girls um why aren't their names being called or is it that she has to take the rap for everybody why aren't their names being called who are these other sexual abusers and i'm sure they have wives but then again i said this the other day having a wife means nothing because some of these men have not had sex with their wives in months, probably years. Have they not daughters, granddaughters, nieces? I'm sure they do. 
I need to hear their names too. Because they too are a part of the problem. And too often the sexual desires of these rich men and women, we're not leaving them out, are facilitated. And they feel that because they have wealth and status, they are above the law and they're free to do whatever it is they they want to do. Some years ago, someone said, um, it's as though the richer people get, the crazier they get. The more confused they get, their vision gets blurred. And, you know, they end up dabbling in things they have no business dabbling in because they have so much money at their disposal, they feel they can do whatever they want to do. People don't understand that with wealth, and riches comes responsibility. Grave responsibility. Having money means nothing. And that's why I will say this over and over again. I will never be impressed by money, nor status, nor fame. It does not move me. I don't care. You're no different from me. It may afford you things in life but really and truly when I step back and think about it do I want those things because it seems as though there's just so much corruption surrounding it I'd rather be comfortable I do apologize to um, everyone on Clubhouse that I'm just seeing you. I'm sorry, Alexia, I did send an invite. Apologize. Yeah. Let them come forward. Um, what's your name? Maxwell, sit down. You don't need no um, to appeal any conviction. The woman who fled to Costa Rica after allegedly killing an elite cyclist in Texas used several aliases and a passport that belongs to someone closely associated with her. A spokesperson for the U.S. Marshals Service said on Thursday, Caitlin Marie Armstrong, 34, is suspected of fatally shooting Anna Mariah Mo Wilson at an Austin home on May 11, according to authorities. I remember we read this story back in May. A week later, she was seen at New Jersey's Newark Liberty International Airport, where she boarded a flight to San Jose, Costa Rica, according to the U.S. Marshals Service. Armstrong was captured in Costa Rica on June 29 and was deported to the U.S. on only July the 2nd to face a murder charge. CNN on Thursday reached out to an attorney listed as representing Armstrong. Wilson was found dead with multiple gunshot wounds at the home of a friend, authorities said. She had told her friend she was going for an afternoon swim with Colin Strickland, 35, a professional cyclist and Armstrong's boyfriend. He told police he and Wilson swam and ate dinner and he dropped her off at the friend's home, according to an arrest affidavit in Travis County District Court. Investigators have said romantic jealousy might have been a motivating factor in the killing. Armstrong's journey in Costa Rica took her from the capital of San Jose to Yaco Beach and Santa Teresa Beach, said Deputy U.S. Marshal Brandon Fia, a spokesperson for the U.S. Marshal's office in Austin. It was discovered Armstrong used different names, aliases, under the alias of Beth Martin, Liz, and Ari Martin, Fila said during a news conference. Armstrong used these names at yoga studios and other lodgings. 
Filler did not identify whose passport Armstrong allegedly used. While in Costa Rica, Armstrong was really trying to build something so she could instruct yoga. But investigators were on her trail using old-fashioned law enforcement techniques. Investigators focused on the bus Armstrong took from San Jose Airport. They knew the route of that bus, and so that's where they started boots on the ground. She was also using the aliases for her signature. And that really started the trail of narrowing down a path on Caitlin Armstrong. She also had altered her physical appearance. She dyed her hair brown. She cropped her hair shorter to about shoulder length. The officials went door to door conducting interviews at yoga establishments and hostels, which led them to Santa Teresa, where she was taken into custody. But life as a fugitive appeared to take its toll. Speaking with the foreign nationals there in Costa Rica, I'd say she was exhausted when she was encountered by uniformed officers in Costa Rica. She didn't give her true identity at first, but when she was taken into custody and questioned, you know, minutes later, she then finally confessed her true identity. She was detained in Costa Rica for violating Costa Rican law for fraudulently using a passport, according to Fila. She's being housed at the Travis County Jail in Austin, according to jail records. She's also facing an added federal charge of unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. I have a question, though. Is her resemblance that striking to the person whose passport she used? Was she able to alter her um, facial recognition so much that she resembled this person to a T? Because... When I'm going through customs and immigration, especially when you're coming back into the U.S., they look at you, they look at the passport. They look at you, they look at the passport. They look at you, they look at the passport. Like a dozen times, they're like, damn, wow. <laughs> you know? Uh, you don't have the right skin color moments. Ah, uh, that part. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, because they look at you as though... And you, sometimes you see some of them angle the passport as if to say, okay, let me catch this, you know, let me, let me. And then they lean their heads trying to look. And I have no problem when I'm standing in front of them, turning my head to the left. Okay, you can catch this side. Okay, you can catch the other side. I have no problem doing that for them. Because I don't know what they're trying to figure out. But yet she was able to get through, get to the, um, even when you're going through TSA check, I'm looked at up and down. They look at my face, look at my passport. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, it's it, it's um. Mm. <laughs> but she somehow got through and got to Costa Rica. And then when she landed in Costa Rica, did immigration not look at her properly? I don't know. I think the ball was dropped. She she didn't have to leave the U.S. She could have been held right there. At the airport in, um, what's the name of the airport? What's, what's the name of it? Ay, ay, ay. New, uh, New Jersey's Newark Liberty International Airport. She could have been held right there. She could have stayed in New Jersey and lived forever. And <laughs> <laughs> Let me part. stop being funny. <laughs> it's true. It is true. But, yeah, you can't run forever. They got a hold of you. Good. Here's an interesting story. 
President Joe Biden will sign an executive order today aimed at protecting abortion rights in response to the landmark decision by the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Biden is expected to sign the executive order during a Roosevelt Room ceremony this morning. Vice President Kamala Harris is also scheduled to attend. Democrats and advocates have been pressuring the White House to take a stronger stance to codify abortion access. Last month, Biden hinted he was considering taking executive action, telling Jimmy Kimmel that while he believed Congress should codify Roe, there are some executive orders I could employ. We believe we're looking at that right now. Friday's executive order will prompt Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra to take steps to ensure access to abortion, including FDA-approved medication abortion and expanded access to the full range of reproductive health services, according to an administration fact sheet shared with CNN. Those services include emergency contraception and long-acting reversible contraception like IUD devices. HHS is tasked with submitting a report within the next 30 days to the president regarding the implementation of the order's provisions, which also includes steps to increase outreach and protect the medical and digital privacy of patients seeking abortions. In addition, the order establishes an interagency task force between the HHS and the White House Gender Policy Council, which includes Attorney General Merrick Garland, who the White House says will provide technical assistance to states affording legal protection to out-of-state patients as well as providers who offer legal reproductive health care. There is a video that I downloaded and saved. I want, I'm going to go look for it. I'm not sure if anybody wants to comment on that, but I'm going to go look for it. Just give me a couple seconds. Let me pull it up. I was wondering, since we're going to be expecting 10-year-olds to have babies in this country, I, I have a few questions. Like, when can we expect some reading material? Because if there was ever a time for a pamphlet, this is it. Am I right? Like, what to expect when you're expecting as a child or mothers to be before 13 or something like that. Also, I was wondering, are we going to force these 10-year-olds to go to school and be subjected to the ridicule of their peers? Or are we going to isolate them in the house until they have these babies? Because we definitely don't want nosy Karen asking why there's a bump on your baby. (laughs) Right? I mean, you have to tell them that it was the unfortunate circumstances that she was assaulted and now she's being forced to carry that baby because all lives matter. (laughs) Right, right. We don't want that. Um, Also, will they be of legal age to be able to sign off on their own medical documents to determine whether they have a vaginal birth or a cesarean? See, this is when those pamphlets would come in handy because she should definitely know the high risk that it poses to her 10-year-old life to have a baby for sure, but I'm sure mommy or daddy can authorize those rather invasive procedures. Um, will she be able to decide, to decide if she wants to keep that baby or give it up for adoption, or will someone else make that decision for her? And if she is able to keep the baby, are we going to raise the minimum age to work in this country so that she can support the child? Because we all know how expensive daycare is. And I feel like these are really important questions. And questions that I feel like should be answered in these pamphlets that we should be able to see here any day. 
The pamphlet should also cover things like if you're going to a sleepover, make sure you're wearing a panty liner because you're going to pee every time you sneeze from here on out. Also, here's the trick to dressing up your one piece because you don't want anyone to see that cesarean scar. They'll have questions and it will be shameful. Yeah. Is that that sister that's always, um, what does she call it? Something to tea? I do not know who she is. I just came across it, the video on TikTok, downloaded. I was like, interesting. Is it a, a young lady, a black young lady? Um, she, she looks like she's mixed. Um, oh, okay. So that's not her then. Yeah. Okay. She looks like but, she's mixed, but I think her- Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Javette. No, I'm sorry. You were talking. No, no, no. You, you carry on. You carry. <laughs> Excellent commentary. That should be played as a commercial on TV every single hour on every channel. Because nobody is thinking about that. I remember when I went to school in New York, they had some high schools that wouldn't even accept pregnant um, students. Mm -hmm. They had to go to the pregnant high school. That's what we used to call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did they think about those things? To, um, yeah, they didn't want to be um, responsible if something happened to you. The insurance. Yeah, I'm in the car, so sorry if I'm breaking up. That's okay, Javette. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Did they think about those things? No. They are just hell bent on saving every life. A 10 year old, a, a valid point. Should a 10 year old, 11 year old, 12 year old, 13 year old that's raped be forced to have a child? Hence the term children having children. Yeah, and for real, um, <laughs> will my 10-year-old be able to get a job so she can support the child? Or is she supposed to have the child and give the child up for adoption? Um, do you have a waiting list here that some fulfillment needs to take place from, you know? But aren't there children already in the foster care system that you can pull from? So now you're forcing me to be a grandmother and forcing me looking forward to coming, go, looking forward to going into retirement to come out of that thought because I have to now raise my grandchild. That's what you're doing. I don't think they stop and think about all the ins and outs of the situation. But when I came across the video on TikTok, I was like, no, I have to download this. This is so interesting. Interesting perspective. But moments. Eight-year-olds are getting their cycles now. And at the end of the day, if that happens, they're not going to blame the child. They're going to blame the parents. Because we should have been home to watch where <laughs> our children were. Right? We shouldn't have been out trying to, uh, you know, make some money to take care of our families. Oh boy. Or play dates. Play dates should be canceled from now on. Yeah. If you're not sure yeah. who's going to be in the home. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. That's where we are. Um, damned if you do, damned if you don't. We're going to take another quick music break. When we return, it is business and tech news and health and science news. Here is some more from a Sean Paul International Recording Reggae Dance Hall Artist. Don't worry, baby, I'm a naturalist. Yeah. I got to living in Wonderland like your name was Alice. And over here we don't keep malice. We're just keeping it live, we get high because we're fun, Alice. You say your girls can't understand it. Well, I am nice on the ball, I'm a day and a fret on it. So tell your sister and get on it. I make we roll in at the right, pop the crisp, pop the crisp wallet. I got the crisp bills in my wallet. How you should know when we floss in the body, can't come stall it. Necessary, big up on yourself if you don't got it. I'm a girl, not up to date with the poor them. Can't keep up to the change, you report them. If one of the muggle inside, we don't court them. But if I did big beauty queen, we support them. I get the bottom, I'm not up to date with the poor them. Can't them fake them with a king of clown. Only thinking about themselves alone. This is Mickey, now baby, tell me how my sound. Run away, them little boy, they will lose a brown. Me alone, I'll make you start to moan and groan. Come here and you're love strong like a stone girl cause I
just a choose and I'm in the run of the chill spot. When she walk in the whole place, get quiet. So the girl look, trust me, I think shot. But I know the first time it's the girl and she had over that. Oh man, soon as we are them make four. Miss myself a carrier for my tour. How much can I say I'm undead and more? But it's never reached me before me, no know what. I love the way she looks Her pretty face and smile got a hold on me And the way she moves In a dance when I'm turning on her body Get away, she's mine This girl I don't wanna share with nobody It didn't take no time I'm about to fall in love from one time Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and subscribe to the YouTube channel moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell. It is Feature Friday. Today's Feature Friday artist is Sean Paul. We're going to be right back with business and tech news right after this. Remember, at the top of the hour, we do have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. DJs, the DJ today is DJ Indu of JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. TGIF, I know I'm ready for the weekend. Hope you are too. Whatever you plan to do, Make sure you have some fun, get some rest if you have to work, I'm so sorry. But tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. There's always good music that you can vibe to. And now it's time for business and tech news. Apple users will soon be able to pay for gas from inside their car using CarPlay. 
Apple is looking to make people's gas station experience more convenient by doing this. The company has partnered with energy company HF Sinclair, which operates over 1,600 gas stations in 30 states, to roll out the feature at gas stations across the country. Using CarPlay, customers will be able to hand-select the pump and the gas they would like to use. We are excited by the idea that consumers could navigate to a Sinclair station and purchase fuel from their vehicle navigation screen. That's according to HF Sinclair's Jack Barger when making a statement to routers. Apple originally unveiled the feature during the Worldwide Developers Conference, WWDC, in June, though no details were revealed at the time. While HF Sinclair and Apple are still tight-lipped about certain aspects, the fundamental concept behind the CarPlay upgrade is allowing customers to use their vehicle's touch screen to pay or fuel without having to pull out a credit card. For this to work, users must download the apps for the participating gas stations. Once everything is set up, the navigation software can point you in the direction of a station and start refueling or start the refueling session. As of now, there is no timeline for when the feature will debut, though the company is eyeing a fall release with its iOS 16 software update. CarPlay can already be used to pay for EV charging sessions, food, and parking. Soon, users will be able to track mileage for work travel. Sounds like a good idea. You don't have to get out. Yeah, swipe your card at the gas station pumps because what's that thing they call? I think it's a skimming machine that people put over um, the keypads to try to get your information when you insert your credit card or debit card. So I'm here for that. Question though, can you? They'd say it's already in effect for EV charging stations, food, and parking. Does that mean that the app is already on? Or will the app be on our phones that we can just download the app? Because what if you don't have, for those people who don't have vehicles, what if you don't have a vehicle that has the touch screen? Um, are you left out? Or can you just use your um, iPhone to f- uh, access that? Um, what you call it? I'm at a loss for words right now. To access that feature. There we go. I'm not down for that. I think we're putting too much of our personal data in these electronics. And just as you're going to need Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. So that means someone can get into your phone either way. Just like the scamming machines that they put over the thing that you swipe your cards. Do they need Wi-Fi though, Javak? Or is it you can use it off your data? I think you can use your data. You should be able to. I don't know. I'm not comfortable with it. I think we have too much personal information on our phones already. Oh, our whole lives on the phone, right? I don't use my Apple wallet for some. I don't trust it. I don't I use really it either. Don't. I don't if I purchase, it. if I purchase tickets to shows, I'll put my tickets on it. So you know, or my plane tickets or whatever. But I don't put any information in that. No type of banking information at all. I lied. I have to retract. I lied. I did link it to my debit card. I did. And I've used it once. Used it once when I ordered um, my Apple pen. Is it pen or pencil? What you call it? Yeah. When I ordered my Apple 
um, accessory and some tips as well as a stand. I had to return the stand because the iPad is too heavy. But I used it once. I was said, I said, let me try it out. I used it once, but I'm not comfortable with it. I, I, I don't know. Go ahead, naturalist. Good morning. Good morning. Well, uh, welcome the half a fanboy to the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you use a debit card or a credit card, to me, the Apple Wallet is just as safe. I am a lawyer, lawyer user of the Apple Wallet. As a matter of fact, I have a problem right now. Right now, I very rarely use cash. And I don't, I don't use my debit card to buy nothing. Everything I purchase in life right now, I use some of this money. So I'm all using a credit card because that way it's always, my money is always um, protected. If there's a dispute, we can dispute, dispute with their money and um, not my money. I think we have to learn to leverage all these things we have. Hmm. Um, whenever you use your, your, your debit card, you literally just take it out your money. And what I love with the Apple card um, is the fact that it gives you 30 days to pay for everything. And it literally is one of the easiest interface I've ever seen. And I've had my card for almost um, two years now, and I've never paid interest. Uh, because every, every third day, is, you know, this portion rolls over, that portion rolls over. So I'm just always using um, their money. I, I, I love it. I just think it's that technology. It's just how we use it. And uh, with anything, listen, man, they, 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 they broke into my, one of my account from the bank. We don't use any kind of information. They just um, got some shit mixed up. So things happen. And um, I think it's safe enough to use. I don't think it's safer than debit card. Okay. Yeah. So the Apple card natural is pretty much, it's pretty much like the American Express. Pretty much. Yeah. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a credit card. And uh, the great thing about it also, and one reason why I use it, is because uh, if I use it in a, um, a approved store, certain stores, you would get back uh, uh, 3% of what you spent. It's definitely like an American Express. Okay. And then and, and then some stores, you know, it's 2% or 1%. So there are, there are months where I made 100, an extra 150 bucks and I really didn't do nothing but I'm buying things that I'm not going to pay for. Mm. And I got gas, and I got gas money for the, for the month. <laughs> so that's, so that's another reason why I, I use credit cards. Mm -hmm. And the great, the great thing also, when you use your debit card, you don't build credit. Right. So ever, ever since I started using this uh, credit card uh, theory, because, you know, I was just trying it out, my credit has, like, shot way up because, you know, I'm using the card. And the one policy I have, if I don't have the money to pay for it cash, I don't charge it. So that's oh. also, it, that's also takes discipline. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't get the money to, uh, to pay for it cash, don't charge it because they can't pay for it. Yeah. So that's one reason why I've never, I've never paid interest. I just keep on. Yeah, what for me is working. Yeah, my. Uh, go ahead. Go right ahead, O'Neill. Uh, um, naturally, it's because it's like an expert. There's a difference between the Apple Wallet and the Apple Pay, or is they're both the same? It's a big difference. Uh, Apple Pay can be done through uh, a, te a text message. Uh, the Apple Wallet is a space where you put all your credit cards. Um, so, for instance, for me, I have. My debit card is there. My um, in some states, your license can also be there. So there's no place to put all your, all, your, all, your, all your credit card. But then, if you have the Apple card itself now, 
then that's also a place for it also. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, so I, I mean, I have my debit card linked to the wallet. I really don't use it from there. And then I have the, the cash. That's the one with the, the upper side of the cash. That's mm-hmm. the card you're talking, right? Well, the, 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 metal, the metal card. Yeah, the, the, the white metal card. Mm-hmm. No, it actually gives you a physical card. You have a physical card? Yeah, it's a physical card. Okay. You get a physical card, yeah. I didn't apply for that. No, I just ask you because I, I know I use Apple Pay from my phone, but I, I think that goes directly to your, your debit. Or, that, goes, that, that goes to your debit. But I try to use the credit card. That's uh, so, so, so they... Oh, because there's another card in the wallet called Apple, yeah. like Apple Cash. That's, that's your card. That's where you, all your um your folks can send you money and it goes onto that card. And you can actually okay. use, it, use it like a credit card. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks. It's an <laughs> Apple world, O'Neill. It's an Apple world. Bite into I mean, I'm it. Apple, I'm an Apple guy. You know, it's all <laughs> Apple, all Mac. <laughs> Bite into it. But yeah, um, naturalist, you made a very valid point, And this is something my father beat into my head. Oh, my gosh. It's disgusting to the point where I'm scared of credit cards. Um he i remember he always had an american express card and that was the only credit card he had um banks would send him cards i remember being in jamaica scotia bank sent him a card ncb sent him credit card and he's like why are they sending me these things i don't use them but you know he would have them but his thing was the same thing you said if you don't have the cash to turn around and clear that debt right away don't touch it i remember um Oh, he also had a Macy's uh, card, you know, back in the days when Macy's was Burdines. And every time he shopped there, as soon as he would use the Macy's card to get the discounts, right? But as soon as he paid for it, he turns around, reaches in his wallet and pays for it. Clark's always looking at him like, you're paying for it already? He's like, yep. Yep. Nobody does that. Well, I do that. And that's something he beat in my head. If you don't, if you if you don't have the money to pay for something, it means you can't afford it. Leave it alone because the minute you swipe that card and say, "Okay, I'm going to pay for it later," chances are you're putting yourself in problems. And his other thing was, I am not going to make any finance company rich off of me because they charge interest. Ain't doing it. That was his thing. I think another another point, and I mean, I learned this in some in the U.S. You know, the whole thing with credit, as naturalists just spoke about. Um, so, if you get the cards, in other words, the more credit you have access to, it's a better. It's it's not about using the cards per se, but it's having it as a gross credit access, because um, literally, you need you need to spend. On average, you need to be spending 10% of whatever credit you have access to in order for it to really give you excellent credit scores. And then 30% is the next best stage. Um, so in other words, if you have four cards and all four cards come up to ten dollars or $20,000, but you only, you, you only access a balance, you're paying off your balance at the end of the time, but you're only accessing... You're only using $22,000 out of that 20000 gross credit access. That's what helps you to shoot your credit up and keep you up in the 70s and the 800s. Just, just saying. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, it's called debt debt to debt to income ratio. Ratio, yeah. Yeah. All right, no, I'm 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 trying I'm trying to get to eight hundred. Close, but I ain't <laughs> not close enough. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to manage your credit carefully, folks. Nice to have it, but it can also put you in problems if you're not disciplined. You have to be disciplined. Um, it's great to have it for perks, as Naturalist also pointed out. Um, if, and if you're going to go for a credit card, go for ones that offer you either discounts on travel, um, like for airline tickets, hotels, rental cars. Um, go for cards that give you cash back. As Naturalist said, he gets $150 back, and that's gas money. And sometimes you get it back when you least expect it. But rule of thumb, pay it on or before the due date. All right. If your due date falls on the weekend, say a Saturday or a Sunday or a public holiday, my strong recommendation, you try and pay it by the Friday. I mean, they say you need to pay it um, 50 either 15 or three days before on, on rule of thumb. And yes, if it's on a public holiday or weekend, so you, you try to go three days before the weekend. Yeah. Even better. Even yeah. better. So it register. Cause sometimes you may link your debit card, but it takes 72 hours for the total process. Yes. To activate. You're right. So, you are yeah. right. So we're just throwing out those little gems out there, you know, um, build your credit, <laughs> because somehow you need it in this country. Um, yeah. I'm from the mindset where cash is king, but in this coming country, from, credit is king. Hey. Yeah, coming from Jamaica where it's just weird. Yeah. I've had credit cards in Jamaica and 20,000 US limit and I wrote up the card and ten. I spent $10,000 and I don't pay my bill until the due date. I may clear it off. Right. Right. Here... Um, in other words, there's no debt to income ratio, whatever it is in Jamaica. That don't matter because credit thing in Jamaica don't. They're just trying to build it. Right. But I'm realizing coming here, it's not just about having a credit card and paying the bill. It's about how much of your credit you actually utilize. Yeah. What your what your what your balance is and all those stuff. So it, it's. Um, it, it, it's different, just a little bit different. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people who migrate make. They come and they get access to, you know, credit cards is not given away in Jamaica, dime a dozen. But when you do get a credit card here, because everybody will have access to getting a credit card here, I think one of the, in fact, from, from a financial literacy standpoint, I think people get credit cards and they're like, wow. <laughs> I, got, I, I, I have money to spend. Yes. I'm recognizing it's not your money. Yep. If you don't, as naturalists say, if you can't afford it, don't spend it. Um, credit cards are supposed to be for, in some instances, urgency, or it, it's supposed to facilitate an urgent situation or something that hit you out of pocket that you never prepare for. You maybe can't have to use it at that time. Um, and then some people run their credit up and don't understand that ratio. Mm -hmm. so they have two thousand dollars on the credit card and they max it, boop, mm -hmm. and they may pay some money, max it again, boop, and then they pay an interest, two hundred dollars interest every month, and then they wonder why can't I? I'm working so hard, I'm doing three jobs, and this country is wicked, and they keep me. I said, you're keep, you're Yourself? keeping it. 
you're not literate about your finances. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It takes discipline and self-control, O'Neill. A lot of it. You know? But so mortgage rates see largest decline since 2008. Mortgage rates dropped for the second week in a row, notching the largest decline since December 2008. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged 5.3% in the week ending July 7, down from 5.7% the week before, according to Freddie Mac. This is still significantly higher than this time last year when it was 2.9%. Rates rose sharply at the end of the year, hitting a high of 5.81% in mid-June. But since then, economic concerns have pushed them lower. The 40 basis point fall offset some of the significant rate increases of May and June. Over the last two weeks, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage dropped by half a percent as concerns about a potential recession continue to rise, said Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist. But affording a home remains a challenge. Mortgage rates are at their highest levels since the late 2000s, and listing prices have grown by more than 8.5% year over year, for 24 consecutive months, said Joel Berner, Realtor.com's senior economic research analyst. If there's any silver lining for home buyers, it's that more homes are hitting the market. In June, active listings increased by the largest growth annual growth in the history of Realtor.com's data. With more homes on the market, sellers are being forced to compete on prices he said though the cost of financing a home remains high relative to recent years buyers will have more chances to find homes in their price range as the undersupplied and overheated housing market starts to cool higher rates are also tamping down demand among prospective buyers mortgage applications dropped 5.4 percent in the week ending july 1 from the week before according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. As I was reading that article, something else came to my mind um, that I wanted to piggyback off of what you said, O'Neill. Um, if you have a mortgage and you have equity in your home and you decide to refinance, pull out some of the equity to pay off debt, a lot of people do it to pay off their credit card debt. I beg you, if you pay that debt off, do not go back and rack up more debt. There are a lot of people right now who are struggling. It's like a noose around their neck. They pulled out forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 out of their home. Now they're carrying two mortgages, or some may say a home equity line of credit right plus their mortgage they pull out this equity go on pay off credit card debt and then turn right around and rack up more debt don't do it if you have a vehicle that's working perfectly fine you don't need to go and take out another vehicle and say oh let me get another vehicle you don't need and another thing people do, they're taking out equity to go on vacation. Really? That's a vacation you really can't afford if you're going to pull equity out of your home to go on vacation. For what? 
be smart be money smart because remember this when you borrow people's money and you have to pay it over a period of time you're only making the other person rich borrow from yourself if you can before borrowing from these lenders all right that's all I'm going to say on that. In health and science news, a Florida town is under quarantine following invasion by giant African snails that cause meningitis. Wow. Okay. A Florida town is under quarantine after the potentially deadly giant African land snails invaded the area. Newport Ritchie students have been given strict orders not to touch the snails if they see them. Instead, they should immediately contact the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Unlike traditional quarantines, residents are allowed outside but are prohibited from moving plants, soils, yard waste, debris, compost, and building materials beyond a specified area. The snails were first detected in the area on June 23rd. The following day, the FDACS issued the quarantine. Giant African land snails are illegal to own in the United States, but their rapid spread in Newport Ritchie indicates that people likely obtained them as pets before releasing them into the wild. The species' fast reproduction makes it exceedingly difficult to exterminate since they can lay up to 1,200 eggs in a single year. If an illegal owner releases just one into the wild, the snail population will increase quickly. They are not a natural food source for other species, which gives them an added advantage once released. The snails reached up to 8 inches long and consume at least 500 different types of plants. Aside from causing extensive agricultural damage, these pests can contain a parasite called the rat lungworm, which can lead to meningitis in humans. The species was first discovered in Florida in 1969. By 1975, they were finally eradicated with the state spending $1 million on treatment options. The snails were located again in 2011, and it took 10 years to get them under control. Officials have now begun treating the soil in the area with a pesticide known to control snails and slugs with hopes of eliminating the species in just three years this time around. So be careful if you're in that area. I don't know where Newport Richie is. I have to look that up on the Florida map and see. But be careful. I have a question. I don't know if I have an answer, but go right ahead. <laughs> so the snails are making their own babies? Because it said if you release one, or is it, are they making babies with the American snails? I decided the same question. That's a good question, right? Let me go back in the article. The species fast reproduction makes it exceedingly difficult to exterminate since they can lay up to 1,200 eggs in a year um if an illegal owner releases just one into the wild okay so what it sounds to me what i'm gonna assume and you know what they say about the word assume right um what i'm gonna assume is that they're they're interacting with the american snails and that's how the population um boom happens right i'm gonna assume that's it um and as you said that did you know that a nutmeg tree a female nutmeg tree will not bear unless there's a male nutmeg tree planted next to it. It's the same thing with avocados. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, a snail can actually reproduce. Um, some species of the snail can reproduce itself. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I thought I remember that from somewhere. I just googled it. Said yes, snails can mate by themselves as an hermaphrodite. Snails can both lay eggs and create sperm in the mating process. A lie for real? Yep. Yeah, that is why a lot of people want to become bi. But anyway, um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we uh, won't uh, go down that road. Going on to nutmeg, though. Um, that's interesting because growing up, I had a nutmeg tree in my, but it was only one tree. Mm-hmm. And bear nutmegs. Never bear, never bore it. No, all nutmegs on it. Really? Yes. Unless it's a hermaphrodite tree. Unless it's a hermaphrodite it's tree. On, or, you know, something, O'Neill, they probably graft a male into it. So you probably have, yeah, because you know you can do that too, right? I don't know, but I just know we had a nutmeg tree, and it always so, so I've, since a kid I know what nutmeg looks like. The like yellow thing come up, and it, it looks like a peach, <laughs> and then it opens up, right. open right. up, yeah. Inside. But it was. Did one. your neighbor have a tree? I had no neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where I lived, the next house was maybe four or five acres down the road <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> that's Where a I good go. life O'Neill. yes um, that's that's a life i like people um, far away from you no I, I can't afford it now i need 50 acres <laughs> <laughs> i love land yeah i do mm-hmm. i love that space around me but yeah um so we have a nutmeg tree and we have the pair we have three nutmeg trees we have the male and female right beside each other and then we have another tree which is a male but it's a distance away from the other two yeah yeah nutmegs bears all year round too morning everyone good morning james yeah so as, as you guys are talking about male and female um trees like i i heard that <clears throat> male trees are bad um for not not the environment but for people Mm-mm. like like there was there was, I think it was done in New York. And I think what they were saying is that like major cities, I think, I think it was New York. They were saying that they plant only male trees. Mm-hmm. And I think the research said something like um, it has like effect on, on human behavior. Really? Let me Google like, that. Like, like something like that. But they were saying that the key is like whenever you plant a male tree, you have to plant a female tree. And they were saying something like some cities that have only male tree, they have some different reaction. So I, I thought that was interesting. I heard that a few years ago. Some because you know America is always doing research on everything. You guys have a lot of research money to waste. <laughs> okay, so how male trees and botanical sexism could be making your allergies worse? Okay, go ahead. I know someone is about to say something. I am so sorry. Go right ahead. And, um, it was um, I'm just going to piggyback off what James just said. I saw something watching the documentary like two days ago or so, where they said that America has um, cut down on common people planting tree- female trees yep. and replacing them with male trees so that we're dependent on their foods and goods yep. and they can process it however they want, which is causing more sickness and health issues and what we need you're not lying Altada. i saw the same thing too i saw it just this week yep so, so i just 
just how you know the difference between a man tree and a woman tree i don't know it's to the flower so i just googled um nutmeg male and female and it says um the the the, the characterizers what is characteristics no okay. um so they said there's male and female flowers. So the flowers is what tells the difference located on different trees. Mm-hmm. And they said there's a male. There are times when male and female flowers are found in the same tree. So there are three different types of nutmeg. Okay. O'Neill, where are you? Or is it me? O'Neill, is it me? Are you guys hearing me? Yeah, sorry. I hear you. Okay. okay. Male, I just said male, female, and hermaphrodite not big trees exist. Okay. What Google is saying. So I guess the one I had at my house was a hermaphrodite. Yeah, okay. All right. It, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, O'Neill. So let me just quickly say this based on the article I pulled up from um, NBCWashington.com. Uh, if you have seasonal allergies, you know they can be miserable with symptoms ranging from sneezing to itchy eyes to even trouble breathing. Research says landscaping decisions in big cities could be making your symptoms worse. It's a battle of the sexes involving plants, not people. There is no gender balance in cities anymore, said horticulturist and author Tom Ogren. Ogren coined the phrase, botanical sexism he says city planners and urban landscapers prefer to plant male trees over female trees because they're easier to maintain the problem is that they be may be making your allergies worse the males Uh produce millions of flowers and each flower has hundreds of anthers that produce tons of pollen the female trees produce seeds they produce no pollen but female trees do produce fruit and seeds which litter sidewalks and streets and that can get messy that's why he says urban areas do not have any female trees which means the pollen from male trees is getting absorbed and instead ends up in the air there we go so so i see two things i think that's that's the work of that's why you need to get um local bee honey um, that will help your allergies because the bee will take the pollen and turn it into honey. But the other thing is, and, and just just kind of poking, I know this is maybe from Monday night, but is that is, is there a consistency between male trees, male and female? Female giving too much problem? I'm, I'm kidding. You know something, O'Neill. <laughs> you know something, O'Neill. Okay, now you started the band up. You started these men up. No, oh. I thought I thought I was the only one that observed that. Like the documentary, no. I mean, <laughs> but y'all create more nuisance because you cause allergy problems where people have I to mean, be taking medication. I mean, so who creates the more problem, no, the bigger no, problem? Exactly. exactly. That's why my allergies for the for the for the, for the, the, the female flowers. I mean, the, in life, the women always say, oh, the man is a problem, right? So that's maybe the, the, the poly. Mm. But women are always more expensive to maintain. But yet, you still rely on us for reproduction. You rely on us to feed you. You rely on us to sustain that, you. Don't let me get, don't get me started no, on but, you. But, but that's what the article says. It says the female plants grow seeds and reproduce. But then they litter the sidewalk. <laughs> you know something? Don't get me started. Do not get... Okay, ladies, um, when are we going to go on strike? 
because they, these men are coming for us. Ah, we need to go on strike. Let them figure themselves out. Yeah. Remember, there's Las Vegas. Remember the story yesterday, moments. Uh, James, what it's basically saying is what what I actually saying is it's best to put the female in a very comfortable environment on the countryside where she's looking at the beach in a, a good landscape, etc. There's not a lot of noise, you know. <laughs> You're really yeah, trying to crack a knuckle. They, yeah, they want to crack a knuckle right now, okay? Yeah, I don't think they have eaten their breakfast yet. Um, for real, that, for real. Yeah, they're, they're a little off. There's a little chemical imbalance going on in their brains right now. So we're gonna give them a pass, and um, if they come back with this type of speech again, then we know, right, Javad? We will know. Yeah, careful, gentlemen. Be very careful. <laughs> exactly. No wonder my allergies are so bad here in Texas. <laughs> we, 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 we love you. We love you, female. Let, let me just do this last article before we have to get into our Friday mix. California to make its own low-cost insulin, Governor says. California will begin making its own low-cost insulin in an effort to make it more financially accessible amid soaring prices for the life-saving medication Governor Gavin Newsom announced on Thursday. The move is possible through an allocation of $100 million in the state budget for the manufacture of the medication at a cheaper price. Nothing, nothing epitomizes market failures more than the cost of insulin, he said in a video posted on the governor's official Twitter page. Newsom noted that $50 million will go toward funding a California-based manufacturing facility that will provide new high-paying jobs and a stronger supply chain for the drug. The other $50 million will cover the cost of developing insulin products. More than 8 million Americans with diabetes depend on insulin, which has been notorious for being among prescription drugs experiencing steep Price surges. The high cost has led an estimated one in every four people with diabetes to ration or skip doses, according to a study published in 2019 in the medical journal JAMA Internal Medicine. Patients who are black, Latino, or Native American are disproportionately affected because they are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured. Civica Pharmacy, a non-profit generic drug maker, announced in March that it planned to make and sell insulin for no more than $30 a vial. It is expected to be available as soon as early 2024, pending federal approval. Good for California. Who else was it? Just a couple weeks ago, we read the article. Uh, was it Mark Cuban? Who, who was it? There's some... There's Mark Cuban. Right, Mark Cuban, thank you, naturalist, who is leading the initiative for affordable um, prescription drugs. It only goes to show that here in this country, they only care about money. The pharmaceutical industry does not care. They can afford to make medication accessible by making it affordable people shouldn't have to decide do i take my medication today or do i take it or should i skip a day or two people should not have to decide do i put grocery on the table or do i get my medication it should not be we need to do better and i applaud um governor newsom 
for taking the lead on this in the state of California. I hope others will join forces with him in that effort. And it is time for the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. After that 15 or that 15 minute mix, we're going to return with sports, Caribbean corner and news out of Latin America. Today's Friday Mix is courtesy I am so sorry. Today's um, Friday Mix is courtesy of DJ Indu of JanoRadio.com. Hindu. 
Online radio station, them to know. You're not tuning to Jano Radio. Advice of the actor presenting. Jano Radio. This One is fine. Well, I'm a real bad girl, them pop up and link me. Mm-hmm. Say she won't give me king treatment, guess she feel kinky. Mm-hmm. Me never feel like cheap, but she start convince me. Top 
Tell you better, better than the rest. Not no girl, 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 can't test. Present for January Radio, Artist Online Radio Station. Them for no. This is the beginning of a revolution. The voice of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. Tell your chico pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you're checking out. Jono Radio. Jono Radio. Thank you so much, DJ Indu, for the Friday mix.
part of the Summer Party Series. And um, you can check out DJ Indu on janoradio.com, J-A-H-K-N-O radio. Uh, you can uh, download the app. Don't forget to download that app available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Also, check him out and follow him on Instagram at DJ underscore Indu, I-N-D-U underscore Blue Steel. Check out DJ Indu every Sunday for Sunday Best at 12 to 2 p.m. and every Thursday, 4 p.m. for Takeover Thursday on JanoRadio.com. Thank you so much. Hope that got you ready for the weekend if you weren't already ready. (laughs) Okay, now it's time for us to get into more details. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe. World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Thank you once again to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And now it's time for sports news. NBA player gives generous tip to Applebee's waitress in Texas. Memphis Grizzlies point guard Jay Morant gave a waitress a shocking surprise. After he enjoyed his meal at an Applebee's Applebee's restaurant, he left a generous tip of $500 for the woman. The rising NBA star and his friends had a little fun as the waitress does not recognize him at first. He is one of the youngest players in the league, but he is still on the rise, so not everyone recognizes him. At first, the waitress thought the tip was a mistake, but when she finally realized who the generous tipper was, her reaction was priceless. Awesome. Good for you. I have a question. If you have the opportunity to go out with someone who um, is famous, affluent, has more money than you, you go out to dinner, to lunch, to eat, period. You all agree to go out. Who foots the bill? Who should foot the bill? You trying to start a war? The person who did the invite. Exactly that. The person who made the invite pays for the food. I agree. Or the date. I agree. I agree. Not a date, but just let's say a group of friends go out. You do, and the reason, (laughs) you know what, let me not go down that avenue. I'm not going to go down there. But I have heard people complain that their friends who don't make as much as they do will say, hey, let's go out. Let's go to a brunch. Let's go and have lunch. Let's go and have dinner. And when the bill comes, they automatically push the bill to the other person who is making more money. Now, me, if you did that to me, I'm getting up and walking out and leaving you right there. Bye. See ya. You're on your own. Pay that bill or roll them sleeves up. Because the we have to have a prior discussion for that. We have to we need a prior discussion before you push the bill over to me. Thank you very much. Yeah. The audacity. You invite me out. We go as friends. And because I make more than you, you're going to push a bill to me or assume that I am going to automatically want to pay the bill? No. I don't have any friends like that, but when when I go out with friends, 
the bill is split equally for everybody that's there. And I do have a friend that makes a lot of money. Every once in a while, she'll say she's going to pay the bill. But we're all kind of linked with um, Zelle and Cash App. So we usually just send her back the money. And I agree with you, Javon. That I agree with that approach. I really do. I really do. Don't and here's the thing: because you think someone makes more money doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing better than you. Because more money, more problems. You don't know what their expenses are. You really don't. Yeah, I, I think one of the worst thing in in service industry is when a, a celebrity don't tip. Like, but why? Accident. Why? Huh? Why? No, because they're supposed to tip. Why are they supposed to tip? No, because there, there's an unwritten rule in, in the restaurant industry, especially in North America, mm -hmm. because um, people that work in the service industry, they, they, they make less than minimum wage mm -hmm. because they're expected to, to, to get like... Some places do it. In some part of the States do it. Some part of Canada do it. They, they put an automatic gratuity, like a 15, 20 percent. 18. If, 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 there's, if there's like over like five people, but if two people come inside a restaurant, they don't put a gratuity. So like it's expected that um, the, the person should tip or else the person that's serving them is just working for free, pretty much. Now, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember when, when I used to... When I used to be in Bermuda, like Michael Douglas used to come to the resort that I work. Mm -hmm. And I've been there for five years. And this guy never tipped once. Not even once. Michael Douglas never tipped. And and people like people used to just like when 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 he when he because he used to pull up on his yacht mm -hmm. and he gives the most trouble. Like he he, <laughs> he works you. Like mm -hmm. you, you work. So, so it got to a point where when, when he comes, like people refuse, like, like the, 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 a manager would have to say, look, go and, go and serve me. I have to serve him. <laughs> people don't want to serve him. You know, so that's one of the worst things. I understand. I, I understand what you're saying, but I also understand. I believe in tipping, right? Because I, I know that in the restaurant industry, they're paid less than minimum wage because restaurant owners feel that it's the diner's meaning that the patron's responsibility to pay the salary. They feel it's our responsibility. And quite frankly, it is not my obligation to tip you. I do it out of the generosity of my heart. And I do it because I understand the landscape, but I am not obligated to tip. And we should not feel that anyone is obligated to tip. I think the restaurant industry needs to change its practices. They need to pay their employees because they're walking away. Some of them, I'm not talking about the small um, restaurants, but you have these large chain restaurants that are making millions of dollars boasting about it, but they're not paying their staff. And that's not right. There needs to be some type of regulation in the restaurant industry. If you ask me, how do you know? That when I come in there with my twenty dollars, it's not the last twenty I have. I don't have an additional five dollars. How do you not know that? You're assuming that I have it. You don't know what my financial situation is. You may see me pull up in a Mercedes Benz. It don't mean nothing. Plenty of people driving Mercedes Benz broke as anything. 
Yeah, the, the thing with the restaurant business, like a lot of people don't understand the restaurant business, I would say probably less than 10%, like that millions of dollars that you're talking about, probably less than 10% of restaurants make that money. Like, you're talking about like, okay, the, it's, it's easier for like fast food to make money than, than like a, a, a fine dining or a fancy a sit-down restaurant. Um, sit-down restaurant don't make money. Like, it's a cash cow. Like, it, it's very labor-intensive. Um, it's very high-maintenance, like rent and um, utilities and stuff like that. So they, they don't really make a lot of money. So, James, can I ask you a question on that note before you go any further? Yeah. Why is it when I look at the back of your restaurant, I see a Porsche? I see a, a, an S-Class um, Mercedes-Benz. I see a yes, Chevy gonna, Suburban. Why do I see yes, that back there then? So I'm going to explain that to you. Know, a lot of these restaurants are like playground for, for, for billionaires or millionaires. A lot of these, some of the big, like if you look at, um, what's his name? Like um, Gordon Ramsay and those top chefs that you see their, their big name on restaurant. It's funded by billionaires and millionaires as like playground for the elites. So it's not like, it's what you see like with a Gordon Ramsay. It's it's like a, a fi it's like fictional when you see these guys on TV and you see them driving Porsche and all these type of stuff. That's not a, a, a regular chef. But I'm not life. talking about those people, James. I'm talking about mom and pop stores. You look in the back, no, you no, see these them, luxury a vehicles. Are, a lot of them are, are, are like, you know, different stuff goes on there. A lot of okay. those restaurants. Yes, the average, because, okay, like, I don't know about, yeah, in America too, yeah, I, I know about America. America <laughs> don't, America don't give loan for restaurant. No, I, I don't think any country in the world give loans for restaurant. If you open a restaurant, you're on your own. That's how, and, and some crazy amount, like 50% of restaurant close down, don't, don't make it to five years. But yeah, why it, is that so though? Is, is it no, because, because of the food? Is it because of the pricing? Is it because of the service? Well, as I said, it's no like, okay, so sit down restaurant. You see, like if you're doing like a takeout restaurant like McDonald's, Burger King, those places, like thousands of people can come by and pick up food and, and those food are like frozen and for months and put away in freezers and stuff like that. If you're running a sit down restaurant, like yeah, um, they, they call it like turnover. Like if you don't have like if you if you have a, a restaurant occupancy that sit like a hundred people, if you don't have at least one or two turnover, which would mean that three hundred people for the night, you're not making money, because you know a lot of these restaurants you go in you see elevators you see the, the air condition um you know they they are very labor intensive in terms of staff and stuff like that, so um. The food cost, you have to try to keep food costs at um, 28 point something percent. That's the, the, the food cost that you're supposed to go by. And a lot of people can't go by that because, you know, you have, you have to account for like staff, you know, giving away food and putting food in their bag and go home and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's not an easy business. That's why a lot of restaurants fail. And a lot of those big restaurants that you see, there's some millionaire behind it. Most of those restaurants, fancy restaurants, they have their private rooms and you will have like, say like a, a Bloomberg or one of those guys that, that fund one of their, their, their personal chef or whatever to open a restaurant and then that restaurant has a big name 
and it's like a playground for them and their friends, like the, the elites. Well, it sounds but not every me, restaurant is like that. Well, it sounds to me, James, that the restaurant industry is not a lucrative business then. Because why am I going to get up every day and run a business that makes no profit, that can't stand on its own, that needs the continuous funding of, of um, an investor? Something isn't yeah. right. Yeah, it's not, it's not very lucrative. Trust me. Like, that's why, and that's why I know you can't check the state, you can't check Florida, but I know, like, most, because I, I know this. This Trinidadian guy that opened a restaurant in DC, I think I think they said they opened it like 40 years ago. I was on a, a call with them and they had to they had to mortgage their house. <laughs> and when I was opening this restaurant too, like I had to mortgage my house too to get the money because no bank is going to look at you with a restaurant. Them tell you that point blank. When I look at you, restaurant, wow. no way. Yeah. Wow. So getting back to the tip thing, yeah. in the States now, their tips are taxed now. They have to be tracked. So the money is not really going to the worker in the full sense of the tip. Right. Because you're paying tax is considered income now. Yeah. And did we and did we just skip over that James just put Michael Douglas out there? <laughs> <laughs> so um went to there is a very nice restaurant um that I think was our third or fourth time going there. The first time I went there was no, it was our third time. The first time going there was uh, Marlon's birthday. The second time Rosolo was in town and the third time was last weekend. Um, it's a Peruvian restaurant, very nice. It's at the Dadeland Mall on, on the outside, right next door to the Apple store. Um, no, we, we always tip. No if ands, or buts about it. But this was the first time I noticed that it was just two of us, that the tip was automatically included. Because... I like to pay, I prefer, my preference is to pay tip in cash for that reason, um, Javette, because I know once you put it on the, if you charge it to your card, um, it gets taxed, right? And they have to wait to get that money. So for that reason, I like my preference, our preference is to tip in cash. So I, you know, they give you the machine in your hand, the card reader in your hand for you to decide, you know, to fix your signature and select the percentage amount you want for tip. So we didn't have any cash on us. Um, don't, don't try robbing us. The most you're going to get out of us is $20. You're going to be so upset. Um, so we didn't have any cash on us. So I'm about to choose the percentage. And I noticed that it's already selected. I'm like, oh, okay. That's how they're doing it now. But yeah, so the times before when we went, the other two times before when we went, the tip was already included and I didn't even realize. And I just added a tip again. But yeah, there's a lot of restaurants are starting to do that now where they're automatically including 18%, not 15, 18%. Um, on parties of six or more, they automatically put the 18% or more and then you can add more if you want to. But yeah, if you can tip in cash, do that because it helps them out. They're also combining tips. So at the end of the day, whatever the amount of tips are, that's being um, distributed to each employee. Yeah. 
if you do it in cash okay but it's not such a bad thing because i always wonder if the bus boy gets taken care of if the greeter gets taken care of if the kitchen staff get gets taken care of the people washing the pots and the dishes and so on and so forth the cutlery and the, the um flatware and all of that i always wonder are they being taken care of especially those who work in these high-end restaurants where you have to protect the stemware you know make sure you don't break those crystal glasses always wonder are they, they properly paid good morning they do some some restaurants um like where i used to be at um they 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 share they take care of the bus boys everybody get taken care of the, okay. like the waitress have one or two person they who work with them and assist them and the waitress take care of that person but it shouldn't be the waitress's responsibility that's what i'm alluding to Martin. Oh, is the restaurant owner taking care of them no but the restaurant pays them they did take care of but like the waitress to give them extra because okay. they have because they help the waitress out with certain things okay so they they do give them a percentage of their money to some of them okay all right yeah yeah, the, the the waitress they normally make um the um less than anyone else. Even even the person that wash a dish make more than the waitress. Mm, okay. Yeah, so that so that's why um they they you know live for, for for tips. So like if if you know like if you notice like if you if you frequent at a restaurant and you you tip you tip well, the level of service is going to go up like exponentially. Like you will get. They, they will come lift you out of your care. Oh yes! If 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 you treat them good. Oh yeah. And 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 it's yeah and it's 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 you can't blame them because a lot of times like when I was working, even in Jamaica, like sometimes my tip for the day would be more than my pay for the entire week. Mm, okay. Yeah, and 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 sometimes you go into work depending on the tip. Like if if you have bills to pay, you have whatever. Sometimes so when when. Whenever I go into a restaurant, I, I make sure I tip, I, tip, I tip well because I know like people are depending on it. Like you have single mothers that depending, like they might get a big surprise and, and, and you know that that's a pay for books and stuff for their kids, you know. So like I, I always try and, and do my best, uh, you know. But I'll say this, James. I'm going to say this. You give us bad service, <laughs> God bless what you're going to get. And that's what I'm about to say, too, before you go. Um, I don't care if you're a single parent with 10 pitney. Come with the right I, attitude. And that's what Ms. Javette just said. I don't want to share my money with somebody else who's nasty attitude. Yep. You make, you not making yourself making no money with your attitude. And I got to share my tip with you. Mm -hmm. I, that, I've seen that. And that part I don't like because sometimes these waitresses, they're the one, they cost themselves not to make no money. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't think I should be sure. I don't think I should share my money with you if you are the problem of your own not making no money. Mm -hmm. But hey. Yeah. Yeah. And as a patron, I'm not um, going to support your bad behavior. We have been to restaurants where you look at them and like, okay, did I, 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 you know, I'm like, did I take her, man? I'm like, Marlon, did I take her man? Did I sleep with her man? I must have slept with her man. Now I can understand why she has an attitude. Because the attitude they give you and then they expect you to tip them. Mm -mm, not happening. Mm -mm. 
We have to work too hard for every single penny that we have. I am not in the feeling sorry for your business. No. You want me to tip you? Come with the right attitude. And the other thing that I like, you know, I always say I look homeless when I go out sometimes, right? For the most part. I don't know how Martin goes anywhere with me, but whatever. Um, so people tend to judge you by how you dress, right? They think you're a nobody. And I love that. I actually love that feeling. Continue to think I'm nobody and treat me as such. And that will determine how you gonna get paid. What I'm trying to say is for those who are waitresses and waiters, greeters, you don't know who is walking through your doors. You don't know if that person may look shabby. You don't know if that person has a million dollars or a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars. You don't know. You don't know if I'm on my last hundred dollars, my meal is $50, but because of the level of service you gave me, despite how I look, I decide, you know what? I'm just going to leave the other 50 here for her or him. You don't know. So when you work in the restaurant industry, especially, don't make my food taste worse by having your face upside down. Let me give, let me give you a little joke about tips. We went to Cuba and we, went with some, we met some friends over there. And this, there's this guy that, that went by, his, by himself. It was a bunch of couple, but this guy went by himself. Um, and, you know, like every, every morning, like we'd leave money for the, the housekeeper, like $5 or so. Um, and the first night, the guy, the guy slept and he left. He left like $10 or so um, when she came to clean the room. And he came back before she left and she saw him and she was like, so because... $10 is like five months rent for, for, for her, right? Um, and this woman, the following day, this woman brought her daughter to give this guy and said, you want to marry my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Wow. $10, do you want to marry my daughter? Wow. Yeah? <laughs> it's wow. crazy. All right, well, it is time for Caribbean Corner. One year since President's killing, where do things stand? One year ago, a band of armed mercenaries stormed the home of Juvenel Moise, killing the Haitian president and plunging the already fraught Caribbean nation into deeper political uncertainty. Moise's assassination on July 7, 2021 sent shockwaves around the world, spurring calls for justice and accountability, and demands for a thorough investigation to determine who was ultimately behind the operation. The president's brazen killing also ushered in a fresh wave of gang violence in Haiti, which the United Nations human rights chief recently said has hit unimaginable and intolerable levels. Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry spoke at a ceremony on Thursday morning to commemorate the one-year anniversary of the assassination, saying on Twitter that the entire nation was still in mourning. In mid-May, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, said armed violence has reached unimaginable and intolerable levels in Haiti, with thousands of Port-au-Prince residents forced to flee their homes 
amid an uptick in gang-related attacks. Over the past year, powerful Haitian gangs have seized Port-au-Prince neighborhoods, key roads linking the capital to the rest of the country, and fuel depots, the latter of which spurred a devastating fuel shortage. Between April 24 and May 16 alone, the UN reported that at least 92 people unaffiliated with gangs and some 96 others alleged to be gang members were killed during coordinated armed attacks in Port-au-Prince. Meanwhile, kidnappings for ransoms have soared. The violence also is preventing thousands of Haitian children from going to school, the UN said this week. Since April 24, half a million children have lost access to education in Port-au-Prince, where some 1,700 schools are closed, according to government figures. These dire conditions have pushed many Haitians to flee the country, with families forced to take dangerous journeys through Central America and Mexico in hopes of reaching the U.S. The U.S. Coast Guard said late last month that it had repatriated nearly 100 Haitian men, women, and children in an overloaded sailing vessel off the Florida coast amid record numbers of such migration attempts. We head over to Jamaica and thank you, Dre, for this story. Fingers pointed at public officials in gun importation. This story is also courtesy of Jamaica Observer. Chairman of the Integrity Commission, retired Justice Seymour Panton, says some public officials at the country's ports or those who have a hand in those operations may be facilitating the importation of illegal weapons and contributing to the high levels of violence and murders plaguing the island. Uh, that's stale news, folks. In case you didn't know, Seymour Panton, you are way late or just coming to terms with that. Anyway. Illegal guns are playing a significant role in the murders and serious bodily harm that are now commonplace. Our established ports of entry have been identified as venues through which significant numbers of these weapons of death pass. If the police reports are true, and I have no reason to doubt them, it means that there are persons working at some if not all of our ports who are facilitating this activity. This is corruption of the highest order. Some of these persons may be public officials. There may also be public officials who do not work at the ports, but who have a hand in these matters, the chairman said in his remarks in the commission's 2021-2022 annual report, which was laid before parliament on Tuesday. He urged informants to come forward and give information to the commission that could help identify and arrest these officials. The nation is bleeding, Panton said. Meanwhile, he said the commission would not let up on its repeated requests for changes to be made to Section 53 and 56 of the Integrity Commission Act, which prohibits it from communicating to the public even the mere fact of whether an investigation is underway into matters stale news folks um and when i say stale news this has been going on forever some people's things get searched some people's things don't some people pay exorbitant amounts of money some people don't this has been going on forever it ha the only way the you know you scan some people's things and turn a blind eye because they grease your palms this has been going on forever the People's National Party PNP President Mark Golding says the party needs to recapture the vision 
of its first president, national hero Norman Manley, by reinvigorating the basic principles of equality and social justice while bringing, bringing to mind the changing of the times. The PNP faces a historic task. We must once again create a new political atmosphere inspired by new political thought that is relevant and capable of meeting the existing and emerging challenges of this current era. And the very new world in which we live. This is what Golding said while speaking at a ceremony commemorating the 129th anniversary of Manley's birth at Roxborough in Manchester on a Monday. To do this, we must draw on the intellectual courage bequeathed to us by Norman Manley as we review our principles and objectives to face the realities after 60 years of political independence in a rapidly changing world. Golding, who is also the Member of Parliament for St. Andrews Southern, said the PNP must broaden its approach and address inequality in the country. Part of our task is to find a way beyond the limits of the current political thinking, where transformational change is seen as not really being possible. In that sense, we have temporarily lost the ground of some of the dominant ideas about politics and society. We need to be bold in our visioning, driven by the fact that, by all accounts, neoliberalism has failed. A painful manifestation of that failure is the dramatic growth of inequality in Jamaica, something which Norman Manley fought tirelessly against. The PNP president also told the audience that the party must renew its commitment to equality and social justice. One of the toxic results of that inequality is the high level of social dysfunction around us, which is accompanied by daily acts of criminal violence and a pervasive sense of hopelessness, cynicism, and despair. Given this reality and returning to the foundational principles of his party, we must renew our political philo philosophical commitment to equality. We do so as a party on the democratic left with a deep commitment to democracy, both within the party and externally in our national governance arrangements. Golding, um, <laughs> let me keep my mouth shut. Mm, let me keep my mouth shut. And a good news, though, highest honor, U.S. President Joe Biden presents Nurse Sandra Lindsay with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor during a ceremony recognizing 17 recipients in the East Room of the White House in Washington, D.C. On July 7, 2022, Lindsay is of Jamaican-born descent and bears the distinction of being the first person to receive the COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. This is the first time Biden has has awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And using an online cost of living estimator which measures how living costs compared to New York and other cities in the region, Caracas, Venezuela, is one of the few cities in the region which is cheaper than living in Kingston, Jamaica. Jamaica comes out the cheapest. While the ability of local residents based on average income to pay for goods and services is among the lowest in the region, causing the quality of life index to reflect poorly, this story is different for those who have a better income stream. Jamaica, represented by costs in Kingston compared to other cities in the region, is a preferred locale. The estimator used is numbeo.com, and that's N-U-M-B-E-O, which uses the price of 40 goods and services across territories to arrive at its conclusions. The benchmark, against which all cities are judged by Numbeo, 
is New York. Kingston is judged as 46.21% less expensive than New York without rent. According to Numbeo, for a family of four living in Kingston, the estimated monthly costs are $366,228.85 without rent. For a single person, the estimated monthly costs are $102,648.89. And again, that is without rent. Rent in Kingston is on average 83.36% lower than in New York. Meanwhile, Kingston ranks very well in comparison to other capital cities in the Caribbean, coming out as much cheaper a place to live. Well, if Kingston is much cheaper, I don't want to see what the other islands look like. I don't think cheaper in this, in the relevance of cheaper doesn't mean the quality of life is better. Okay. It, you know, so the word cheaper doesn't equals better. Right. It's uh, because the quality of life in New York is maybe more expensive, but you maybe get better quality. Right. Of the living conditions, what you have access to at a, at a higher cost point, the ability to, to kind of, to buy stuff and novelties to put in your house that is of a higher quality and higher standard. Um, most Jamaicans living in Kingston, maybe it's cheaper, and the cheaper is also maybe based on the the exchange rate of the dollar, because people are not being it's 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 people are not being paid well. Um, and I, and I, the only element and and then they marked up against New York, where rent because rent in New York. Average rent is what one um two thousand US dollars per month. For, that's for a room, I would imagine. Exactly, three thousand US. Um, nobody can afford to pay that rent in Jamaica. So if you're renting, even though they're renting properties in so so for like, for example, Surbiton area, Waterloo Road, um, renting those areas is going to be like a hundred thousand dollars, like seven hundred dollars US. Oh, 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 hold on. What part of Kingston on you? Because that sounds like um you're talking about off of Mullins road prices. Because well, yeah, you never correct, because where my apartment is is maybe it's going to cost up one thousand five, two thousand dollars to Okay, thank you. Because... Right, but I'm saying <laughs> right, you're correct. But again it depends on whether it's a one bedroom or it's a shared um property that you're renting. But but I'm saying on average Let's not look at Waterloo Road, but like Mullines Road, um, Corville, Environs, you may be paying sixty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars for rent for rent, right? Some areas are more. And um it's because maybe a half side of a house, it may be the split level lower end of a house. Um so when you look at those price points and you compare it to what you pay for rent in New York, then it's going to look drastically cheaper. But some of these spaces that you're renting for that kind of money, it's of poor taste and quality. Right. right. So the quality cheaper don't mean better in this case. Correct. Yeah. Great point. Thank you so much for that, O'Neill. In Believe It or Not Stories, a man who killed a postal worker over failed stimulus check delivery is facing life in prison. An Indianapolis man will soon learn his fate after pleading guilty to murdering a postal worker who had not delivered 
his stimulus checks. On Wednesday, 23-year-old Tony Cushingberry pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in the April 27, 2020 slaying of 45-year-old USPS mail carrier Angela Summers. According to Postal Inspector Joseph J. de Saint-Jean, the young man was upset that Summers was not delivering his mail due to an aggressive dog at his residence. The U.S. Postal Service sent two letters to the home asking the dog's owner to secure the pet before mail service was suspended altogether. According to postal regulations, since mail delivery had been halted at the address, Summers was not allowed to bring Cushingberry's mail, but still had to walk past his home on her route. On the day of the shooting, Cushingberry spotted Summers and confronted her about not delivering his mail, as he was expecting two stimulus checks. The woman ignored Cushingberry and proceeded to deliver mail to his neighbor. He followed the postal worker and continued to press her about the mail. Seemingly fearful of Cushingberry, Summers turned around and pepper sprayed him. He responded by retrieving a handgun from his waistband and shooting her once in the chest. Summers was transported to a local hospital where she was pronounced dead. Cushingberry was arrested the following day but claimed he was only trying to scare Summers. U.S. Attorney Zachary Myers does not buy Cushingberry's story and says the murder was senseless. Letter Carrier Summers was a dedicated public servant, servant simply doing her job when she was senselessly murdered. Summers is survived by one daughter. A sentencing hearing has not yet been scheduled, but Cushingberry is facing the maximum of life in federal prison when he, becomes, when he goes before U.S. District Court judge Jane Magnus Stinson. Are you crazy? Are oh. you dumb? Can I be the devil's advocate? <laughs> nope. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. I'm saying the devil doesn't no, need an no. advocate. <laughs> you got wrong. one minute. You got one minute on you. No, no, he's wrong. But, I'm, but I like to look at things from how everybody could have con on conflict resolution. Um, he asked a question about his mail. Um, she could have replied and say, I'm not allowed to service mail because of your aggressive dog. Right? Um, ignoring him well, is, not, stop. is not communication. Stop. Stop, no, no, I'm please. not giving him right. I'm just saying, I'm talking conflict resolution. From the... Anyway, he following her obviously is a bit arrogant. Now, if I was a defense lawyer, I'm just saying, if I was his defense <laughs> lawyer, I would have advised him to say, um, because he pulled the gun after being peppered spray, which could be self-defense. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm saying, if he had measured tones in this conversation, just inquiring, hey, why don't you get my mail? Why are you not delivering my mail? Why haven't you... Obviously, me, me, I'm, I'm assuming he didn't get those two notice warning, right? <laughs> um, and, and Anyway, Long as shot of it, he's maybe going to get what he deserves. Mm -hmm. But I also believe, and may her soul rest in peace, that communication is critical. Conflict resolution, she should have answered him. But we don't Rather know than, if, he, if she didn't answer. The thing is, she's no, dead, so we don't know. No, but that's what, the, the, I'm going by what you read. Yeah, that and she, that's, so in this case, O'Neill, we are going to assume, we're assuming that she didn't answer him. Because he who lives tells the tale. So, oh, so he was the one who said that she keep walking and not talking to him? Right. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. so in this case, we don't know. We don't know. We really don't know.
And I nobody should I'm so sorry. So sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, I, I think you missed a part. Nobody the higher field. Okay. Nobody Javette, higher. You go. go ahead, Javette. I said, and nobody hire O'Neill for um, their defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a defense lawyer. I'm hired. Oh, I'm gosh. Defense. Go I'm ahead, Sunat. Go right ahead, Sunat. <laughs> no, I, that was just saying that like, you must admit the part that the woman was dead, and this is the man who was arrested and telling his story. So yeah. that part, you yeah. know, <laughs> he, he can tell any story. You know what? He could have said that she kicked him in the nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and he obviously, happened, and right? I'm saying, I say in right. that he obviously didn't do, do a good job at defending himself. <laughs> he didn't have to The man killed her. a woman. Why are we defending him? He killed a woman. No, no, no. I'm not defending I him. I said part. he. Okay. I said the story he gave. He's going to be obviously guilty because the sto- he's going to try and give his best story. Yeah. And his best story is not good enough. That's what I'm saying. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. But he was dead, dead, dead wrong for doing what he did. Feel your eyes, they all over me Don't be shy, take control of me Get the vibe, it's gonna be lit tonight Baby girl, you give me ten ton of fatness Give me some of that Thinks with the badness, look how she at Shape like a death, but I'm not just that It's a good piece of mental sand that they get A piece of game, I'm in love for your chat Watching every step of the paper that we got Stain in my brain, memory not detached Mainly my aim is to give it this love It's not the way you move don't be pushed around by the fears in your mind be led by the dreams in your heart those are the words of roy t bennett is written in the light in the heart thank you to all our listeners who logged on to qmzradio.com and johnnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, join us, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversations, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments With Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments With Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And here's what's coming up later on today. Get ready for the weekend with Mixmaster Kavan at 7 p.m. Eastern on JohnNoRadio.com as he brings you Wanted Fridays. Download the Jano Radio app available in your Apple and Google Play stores. For great music and entertainment while you work or relax, log on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com.
to all my listeners on QMZRadio.com and JohnOradio.com. Thank you for logging on and tuning in. See you Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go. Have a wonderful day and do enjoy your weekend. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.